Hey, Print Hustlers, welcome back to another episode of Printable Print Hustlers Podcast. This is going to be an awesome episode, actually. There is so much been happening. We've got Stephen Farrig, our co-host, and our very special guest, Yaz Marrero, actually a part of Campus Inc. as well, their creative sales director. What does a creative sales director do, Yaz? We make, we make stuff happen. Uh, <laughs> we don't say no. <laughs> no, we say That's no. That's a good way. We just, um, we just take Stephen and Adam's stupid ideas and turn them into a reality. Yeah, like, Which, like making what a was the latest store. today? <laughs> we'll start with making a pop-up store in Lincoln Park in three days. So um. wait, wait, okay, okay. So I wanted this all to be about two things: one, hot market printing and what that is, and everything about that, and two, this crazy awesome pop-up shop that that you guys took advantage of, like the moment happening, and then using it to just really you know, drive awareness, drive sales. There's a lot of really cool stuff there. So hold on, go back though, as far as the events and, cause you got reached out to do some hot market printing before Steven. I think this is where this all sort of started. Yeah, so this all started with Illinois being awful at sports. Bruce mm-hmm. went there, they weren't good. I went there, they weren't good. Yaz went there, they weren't good. Yeah, Bruce, do you even go to a basketball game? Uh, good question. Neither I would say, I can't remember any. Okay, you were too busy coding. <laughs> we were making a lot of random goofy apps, that's for sure. You were selling shirts outside the stadium illegally. Allegedly, there were <laughs> shirts that were being sold that were orange in certain locations outside of certain sports teams playing games. Gotcha. Anyways. <laughs> those those sold fast, too. Okay, yeah, I hope... Uh, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. That's going to come back to bite you when you run for Supreme Court justice someday. (laughs) It's okay. Uh, We forgive you. But anyways, Illinois stinks at sports. We print for the University of Illinois. We print on their campus. Um, We do have a a license to to resell as well, Um, meaning like we've got an Illini store. We kind of sling merch through online as a small brand. It's never really been a big thing. Um, We actually just built the retail store in November on a hack day. You know, we didn't really put any weight into it. I'd been approached to hot license print for the university last year when we were gonna go to March Madness. And um, I didn't really know anything about it. And I just learned there's this whole like other world of hot market printing. And, and how it works and what it's all about. And so, yeah, we have not, you know, we've only done a little bit of it so far. And if, you know, if Illinois does do well and we will be printing a lot more, but it seems really cool up front. And then when you peel it back, it's actually really like a little scary and mm-hmm. um, you have to be really, really careful about it. So there's two sides to, to, to everything. And, um, and yeah, so Steven, well, how did it, like, what is it and yeah. how does it work? Like, is it contracting or is it? Yeah. So you're, you're essentially like where you have to think about when it, the word is hot market, like where the market is hot, there's essentially like companies that own the rights to print for different events. So right. in this case, there's a couple companies out there that own the rights to print the NCAA March Madness logo you know any official tournament merchandise has that logo on it you know and they've probably paid some amount of money to the ncaa or something of that matter to print and so essentially what they're going to do is they're going to go to the cities that are doing really well so in this case you know they're in gonzaga 
they're at, you know, um, Illinois, maybe, you know, Baylor, um, any big teams, and they'll start to reach out to printers and say, look, if Illinois or your whatever team goes, do you want to print the official merch? And you're like, heck yeah, I do. Our team's, you know, and you're like, yeah. And they're like, okay, if you want to print it, you know, here are the stipulations. You're going to have to produce 10,000 within the first day. Every item is going to have to be hologrammed. You're only going to get so much per print. The shirts have to be a specific fold and we have to run test prints before and you have to sign basically your shop away for a week. Wow. So first of all, my immediate thought is like, how does it work with current customers? You have to stop what you're doing and print. <laughs> so just working with reaching out to them and just be like, hey, we the shop is blocked off during this time because essentially these brokers, they have purchase orders at Dick's Sporting Goods and Walmart and all these different, you know, different stores. And you have to be ready to fulfill them because those championship shirts have to be printed right off the press, right? Right when the game is over, you have to start printing because when the newspaper drops the next morning, your whole town needs to be blanketed in those shirts. Like they need to be in every gas station, they need to be in every street corner. And these brokers, you know, are basically pre-selling purchase orders. And they're basically gambling in two different cities or in four different cities at once. Right? How does the pricing work? Is it based on like what they give you or are you pitching back? Everything's negotiable, right? And so, you know, it's it's about a relationship, most importantly, and, and it is under contract and I cannot say what it what the price is, Bruce. I know you're gonna I'm gonna give you a range. No nope. kidding. Sorry. But yeah, I mean, it's contract prices, right? And so and they supply the goods. Uh, in some regards, they supply the goods or they might say, hey, we're going to supply the first this many and then we need you to get some from, you know, SNS, but we need you to put a neck label and everything or a neck tag and everything. So you're essentially a contract shop for three or four days. And there's contract shops around there that just do hot market. Like that's what they do. It all just depends on the relationship. And, and we're in a small town, so it's a big deal for us. But in Chicago, when the Cubs won the World Series, all the big shops were printing, mm -hmm. you know? So it's interesting. Stephen, what's the difference between being a contractor and being able to sell, like being a, a wholesaler? Right, 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 right. So we also have the related retail license because we have a university, basically bookstore store, right? And so we are able to retail. And so we've had that license forever with the University of Illinois. So we're going to be able to essentially print and sell kind of through two different avenues. But that helps us a ton because we can sell both online and in person. And it's not like anyone can just sell Illinois merchandise. It's, it's through collegiate licensing and things like that. And that's where this whole kind of thing just like busted open. So I'll let Yaz, uh, I don't know. Wait, Bruce, wait, hold on. Steve, I thought, because I remember a long time ago, we talked about not wanting to really get into contract. Was the, the thought here is that you do get what Yaz, you're talking about on the wholesale side too, like you can sell retail and that was the benefit of doing the contract then? So it's actually the opposite. So the benefit that we get as a company is actually being able to retail after we are contracted for the job. Mm, okay. Is that right, Stephen? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we're no different than Dick's Sporting Goods in this instant um, with our retail people, brand. And most companies or, or shops aren't able to retail after they have contracted the job. Usually right. it's just you do the job for the company and that's it and then they deal with the retail. We have a lucky situation where we're able to resell. 
So vertically integrated. Yeah. <laughs> how was um, the how are the thoughts around staffing? You know, it, or just working with the team as you know, let's say they win at nine p.m. or something. Yeah. So they have very tight terms that you have to adhere to, and they don't know what the teams are going to be, right? And so right. when the final four breaks, you have eight possibilities and four different teams playing. You know, or when the Elite Eight is, you have 16 teams playing. So the designs can change very quickly. And you'll get a design at 9 p.m. And the first batch of 1,000 is due, like, the next morning. And so for us, we don't contract print. We are not a contract shop, right? But my business partner, Jed, he printed in 05. And they printed 30,000 orange shirts upstairs in our old shop. And they had to do a sew-in neck label on everything. And they did that upstairs, Bruce, where you remember that, that old, mm-hmm. yeah, that old yeah. shop. And so the contact Slide boxes down the stairs. Yes. The contact that Jed printed with in 05 is the same contact from this year, which wow. is nuts. And so just because of the relationship and, and, you know, because of what we do in our community, we're like, yeah, of course we're going to do this. This is our, this is our shop. But are we normally a contract shop? Absolutely not. Because you have to be set up for it, right? Like high volume, high speed, you know, big runs. And that's not who we are. That's not that's not what we do. So the team is really excited. There's a lot of energy. From the printing side, everyone's pretty hyped up. But for me as an owner, you know, there's a little bit of nervousness because there are gonna be some long nights and some really tough days. So we're not, we're trying to like keep the adrenaline like easy going right now because we don't know what it's going to be like if we win uh, or if we go far in the tournament. So yeah, I mean, you know, for some shops like, you know, Shirt Kong had posted about it a little bit when, when the Chiefs went to the, to, went to the Super Bowl and the Chiefs lost. So you have to pack up and go home and that's it. Literally, you can stage 10,000 shirts and you pack up and go home. There's nothing to print. And they, they, they'll pick up everything out of there, though, the shirts-wise. Yeah, and they might give you a couple hundred bucks as, like, charity. Thanks. <laughs> it's a different world, and there's there's people out there that are set up for it. You know, we're excited no matter what. Uh, whatever happens, happens. We've had a lot of fun along the way. Where we decided to really, really open the, the cap on this is, is the retail front. And I'll kind of let Yaz tell the story of how it all came about because it's yeah very it's, curious about this it's funny how this I all mean, all happened and it happened so fast now we're here yes go for it yeah so incredibly fast we were all in the office two weeks ago not even and steven had been contacting i mean this idea was just like out of nowhere what if what if we did this and we're all just like yeah, like, I don't know how we're going to get this together in the time we have. And Steven was going back and forth with Illini Athletics and the NCAA and some other, like, licensing so we can have, like, the backbone before we start making a store, right? And so we can be sure. legally allowed to do something like this. We already had some contracts already to have our e-commerce retail store. So it was like, okay, can we sell in a brick and mortar? And um, he's on the phone or he was on the phone that day and I remember he had sent an email and then immediately one of the directors of Illini Athletics calls him and is like, we love the idea. There are so many Illinois um, alum in the city of Chicago. We love it, run with it. Here's the terms, here's what we have to make sure everything looks good. Let's get our PR release like ASAP. And I think 
that was when we were like, okay. So we had already been looking at a place down Armitage Avenue in Lincoln Park, Chicago. And Stephen was like, yeah, like this is open. I talked to the broker, like, you know, they say it's available. And so as soon as he got that call from the, the director of Illini Athletics, he immediately called the the realty company and was like, we want it. We're, we're going to do it. Can we go meet you for the keys now? And um, that evening or the, the day after, we went straight over to the shop. It was dusty. It's, it was an, it's an old bar. It was an old karaoke bar called Shoes. And it was like a little smelly and a little grimy. <laughs> and we're like, okay, okay, what are we working with? And... Um, How'd you find the place? Just on LoopNet or? LoopNet. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, it's on a great street, too. If you've never been down in Lincoln Park, Armitage Avenue has so many awesome little bars and shops. And so, like, a lot of foot traffic. And that's what we were mm -hmm. looking for. And so it, it was a perfect spot. But literally the day after we got the keys, we immediately started, like, planning. Um, and that was a week and a half ago. How did that work? Like, was the, the landlord, you just said, hey, we wanted to rent this for three months or? It was a month we were able to get, right, Steven? Oh, okay, okay. So it's just, really, hey, don't, they just said don't mess it up or, or whatever. You just have to take out what you put walls, in. As long as we painted them back white. Okay. I got the keys. I signed the lease on Tuesday, got the keys, went back down to Champagne because I had to load up the Jeep with stuff, drove up on Thursday. We all met, right, Yes. Yep. We met on Thursday, which was a week from today. Yeah. Or a week, a week, yeah, a week, a week ago. ago. A week ago today. And this is, or we're just going to tag this at March 18th, 2021 for, you know, people listening in the future. Yeah, so March 18th, 2021, we get the keys. I think, like, we had had pictures of it, so we started, like, on Illustrator, like, mapping out. And I kind of had a little bit of a vision. And when I'm in that zone, it's like we were in go time zone. Like, it was crazy. We went to Home Depot. We spent way too much money. We did well. <laughs> we weren't well, like, It was like, okay, hey, pop-up shop around March Madness. We're very Illini heavy, very Illini, very close to the university. They're big on it. We're big on it. We can capture, like, this energy that's happening. Mm -hmm. Right. Has there been thoughts of doing pop-ups before? It was just this was the good opportunity. We did one before. We did, yeah, we did one for cams. Oh, okay. That's right. When they were closing the bar down in Champaign. And CEO Daniels. Yeah, we did it Got in an it. old bar. So we okay. only do pop-up shops in old bars. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Experienced. There it is. But uh, I mean, we went to Home Depot and we literally just started buying supplies. Like we were going to the craft store. Like we're gonna need lights. <laughs> Like, we're going to need paint. I was like, four gallons of orange paint. Like, we were just like, literally, like, everyone would just go to the aisles and, like, come back with stuff. Good stuff. Like, like, so much we're going to need some hooks. Like, ooh, look, I found neon lights. We you know? That. And we bought a lot of, like, lumber. And then I think the funny part was everyone's, like, yes, you guys didn't think we were going to pull it off. No way. No chance. I'm like, it's it's the end of Thursday, Friday. Um, so in between that time, Saturday, we weren't coming in because Steven wanted to have his own time with the store, which is understandable because Steven's Bob the Builder. And so <laughs> I just needed open. to get things done, actually. Selection Sunday is when we wanted to open. So March 14th at noon. Steven was so adamant. We are, we are opening on Selection So you're at Sunday. Thursday. You're literally three days. You have Friday, yeah. Saturday, and then Sunday is the opening at noon. And, and like. Thursday, Friday, the place is still not put together by any means. Like Steven I mean, still putting together like the the 
bar and the shadow boxes out of wood. I'm just like, where did this guy come from? <laughs> and it, it didn't come together at all until the last hour to 30 minutes that Sunday morning. 100%. And you know what? They all fought me on my ideas. Well, they turned out great. And I just was like, we have to paint this wall orange. And they're like, why? And I'm like, we have to paint this wall orange. And I think uh, it got to a point where I said, I think I own this company. We're painting this wall orange. <laughs> and that was directly to me. So I was like, yes, we're painting this wall orange. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know why I didn't like the idea of an orange wall, but he, I was wrong. He was absolutely correct. The orange wall is magnificent. If there's so. ever a decision to make an orange wall, make it's an orange yes. wall. But leave it up. Yaz and Brock made a Pinterest board that had just like Virgil Abloh all over it and like Adidas and Nike. And Nike. the one thing they reiterated is like, it's not about selling shirts like a garage sale. It has to be an experience. Like it has to look dope. It needs to be right. People want to go inside. People have to be like curious. It's got to be a little weird. There's got to be like some groove to it. Like we don't have shirts on racks. We have shirts suspended by wire in shadow boxes backlit by lights. It's, you know, we, we put like signage on the floors. We have like a TV gotcha. in there that plays a VCR. The, we made the eye, the the block eye that you see at the O'Hare airport when you're in the right. airlines. Right, uh, right. Know, we, we wrap the walls with oversized life-size prints of the 05 team and the 21 team. You know, we built a really quick bar that was going to be the counter. There was um, awesome vision that we had that i was so happy and i'm not kidding you bruce this came to life five minutes before we opened nick one of our our teammates who did all the jerseys on clubhouse side he comes in running in from a thrift store with an old um raggedy kind of like night table a lamp and a rug and we had this vision. Steven brought down a really old TV from Urbana that I think Jed had in his shed. And we wanted to set up like a spot where the jersey was on top. And then there was like a little um, table holding this TV, kind of like a homey, cozy setup with the with the carpet laid out, playing old U of I basketball reels. And mm. you've got the static on it and it's super cool. And it's just like, welcome home. You know, like when people walk in, it's right. like, welcome home. So it's smart. It was, it, that was like mwah, cherry on the top. I loved that. Yeah, I think the other cool idea that they had was when we were building it, a lot of our engagement was basically organic. We like the, seven or eight of us just started kind of like slowly hyping it on our Instagrams, like just posting about it, like people just being curious. And on the windows, we put QR codes. I think that's all we put. Yeah. And we just like, we kept, we were very underground about it, but like, it's crazy like the commotion that it stirred and the way that like the team all did it. I kid you not at 11.30, we've got people running around with their heads cut off. I think we might've recorded the video. At 11.40, we open up the POS system because we were opening at noon and it needs a hardware upgrade or a firmware upgrade. How long did that take? I'll get there. <laughs> at 11.50, it was like, guys, we have to be ready to open in 12 minutes, like, or in 10 minutes. We're still running around. Nick's on a ladder. Like, we're hanging, like, the last things. It was like HGTV, like, the last, like, you know, right, right. last day. No one was speaking. No one was speaking. We were all just doing. <laughs> Everyone was like, bup, 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 bup. And then yeah. um, 
And then, sure enough, people, all of a sudden, the door opens, and someone, like, opens the door, and is like, hi, are you open? And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. And so we, like, close the door, and then a line starts forming. And then it's, like, 12.03, and I'm like, we have to open. Open the doors. And then Yaz decided to be the bouncer for the entire day. COVID, you know, because, we couldn't have too many people in the store. So we were oh, like, sure, sure, sure. With our team, there's like maybe eight of us. Okay, right. well, five, five more, you know, like we just wanted to be safe. So I had to count right. the heads that came in and be like, thank you for waiting. Like, we appreciate it. Like, right. And plus, there's morning. definitely a vibe having a line right outside something <laughs> unique. It was crazy. It definitely creates more um attention wait so three i mean it's really three days i'm assuming a couple grand of home depot receipts yeah uh one month lease the universe it sounds like pairing with them too helped on the the press release to the market like of alumni press release i mean you guys had a tv crew that showed up bruce you called you were like man you have to like get the university alumni association to get behind this like that's you you called me with a million dollar idea and i'm like bruce we did that last week um no what your your point there is without their backing i would not have done it like without them giving us like the 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 blessing and because like you need them to push it for you right and be the vehicle because you're such a big audience yeah of pairing with somebody so much bigger yeah right and then when it bubbled enough and we opened and like what was cool is our our online store was shipping around the clock for everyone and we're still shipping but so you could order online or you could order in person. So we had like a bigger selection online. We had limited products in person. We still had quite a few. We blew out of items like really quickly. Mm-hmm. And then Monday it was like ABC, NBC, you know, we we're just getting reshares and posts and like the store has been buzzing. We've only been keeping it open for a couple hours every day and it's it's been buzzing every single day. Yeah. That's so, incredible. Yeah. That's really incredible. If you could go back and try to do this again is there any lessons learned i mean i guess you guys have done it what three times or so like these sort of pop-up experiences because it seems like you gravitate towards it because it has to happen in the moment which means it has to be a little bit more last minute but uh, no other point. than open other than open the pos system a little bit earlier like <laughs> are there any other things that you feel like they'd set it up or even like just do to improve it for the next time well, we're still improving. It's 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 hopefully going to be open until we win it all. And so the goal is that it's open probably until like April 7th or 8th. So every day we're thinking about what we can do better in the store. And so like right now we're exploring like some pickup options. If someone could order online, pick up in person, Grubhub style. Mm-hmm. Um, we also are exploring like a lot of signage like a lot of signage. We like underestimated the amount of signage we needed. And so we're just ordering tons of decals and stickers and vinyl and like things we can put everywhere. But now like what Yaz and and, and the team are doing is like, how do we make it a fun experience? So like we got a Papa shot in there. We have a 70 inch TV that we can do. Like we can watch the games together. Mm, um, you know, I don't know. Yaz, like what after after weekend one, what would you give, what advice would you give to, to, to someone trying to do this? There's something about, we have a like such a niche community and it's all people that share something in common. And something that I really enjoyed while I was working the door is being able to like talk to that next person in line and get to know their story a little bit. And that makes it such like a much more like important experience for for them and for me because now I'm learning about other people's stories that, you know, about this special time in their life, like 
you know, four years in college, if you go to grad school, like it's awesome, you know? And so when I'm hearing moms talk about like all of the barn dances they went to in the eighties and I'm like, I went to a barn dance, but it was not the same as yours. And, <laughs> you know, just being able to relate with the people coming in and out of the shop, it enhances their experience. So if there's any way that we can internally, like in the store or like out of the store, when there's a line out the door, connect with these people, we should be doing it because then you know, maybe the customer service isn't the best because we're out of stock of this shirt or the POS system is acting up, but at least now we're talking like we're friends, you know, like we've shared the same experience. There's a connection here. And like, I'm so sorry if the POS system isn't working, but like, you're my, you're my buddy now. Cause we went to camps together. Like maybe sure. yeah. and, and you know, we, we put campus ink stuff in there subtly. Yeah. Like in the window, it's like powered by campus ink, right. Or like it's got campus ink in the window a little bit. Um, but what was cool is when you, I like, I saw alumni who graduated and they're like, oh, Campus Inc. is doing this in Chicago. And that for me was like, cool, yeah. they remember us, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, you don't know who the next, like we literally were inviting thousands of people to come through our doors to get an exposure of something that we set up as a custom experience. And if like we can do that in three days, we're not so worried about your shirts. We'll be fine, right? And so it's crazy how like professionally we had so many people that knew us from back in school and it's so hard to recognize people with masks. They'd be like, hi, Steven. I'd be like, whoa. Right. But it really, um, it really was giving us the ability to connect to so many customers. Yeah. Um, And like my LinkedIn has been exploding this week. And Um, to help drive that, uh, on the custom side potentially too huh? yeah i mean if people just say like oh remember steven campus inc yes campus inc brock lakin you know you know jeff all them oh wow the team's still together holy cow they're doing this in chicago remember when they you know were 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 students or whatever you Mm -hmm. know that that helps so much more and you know i i give a lot of credit to people who have done this that do it time and time again like max from family industries right like they do this every weekend at different parts of the world, like when, when, when COVID didn't exist, right? It's so hard, but that's why companies like that excel so much because they that is so much harder than printing a t-shirt. That's a I mean, huge that touch a, point. Like, yeah. Touch point for people who are walking by, for people who are avid customers, like interacting in person just takes things to a whole nother level. I mean, Bruce, True. it's like trade shows. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 just being able to connect, knock right. on doors, uh, and, shake hands, kiss babies. Yeah. And it's like, you throw that, you don't, oh, well, pre COVID, kiss babies. Eleanor yeah. was there. Eleanor was there with, uh, Jason. Yeah. Oh, Jason. Yeah. yeah. Our, our VP of sales. Jason and Steve stopped by, which was, wait, awesome. you didn't say how long the POS system took to update. Oh. It was, uh, an hour and a half. I was manually entering in credit cards on my phone. You should have had the square reader on your phone from trade shows. So we were using the Shopify POS. Uh, And Jared warned me that it was harder to use than square, but all of our systems are running through Shopify. So I had the Shopify app on, but the Bluetooth was not connecting. So I was literally manually entering in credit cards furiously. And I was like, I probably did like, 50 in like an hour which is like one a minute which i thought was pretty good but and then i was like guys get the pos like someone log in like what's your password (laughs) like you know like i can't authenticate and like (laughs) finally we got one bluetooth working and it was like then another one i was like all right we're okay but here's the thing 
Yaz knows this back in our unofficial days, we were selling shirts, you know, pre-order shirts out of bars for unofficial. And we had the same problem. We had lines, we messed up everything. It was chaos, but we were willing to take the risk because it was like such a wild ride. And I think that shops that are like nervous about trying this stuff, if you're not worried about it blowing up, you know, if say this flopped, and this is something that the team and I talked about, if Illinois loses tomorrow, right? Um, which would be Friday to the Drexel Dragons, which would be really sad. What are you talking about? Um, you know, was this worth it? And the answer is yes. Like, yes, a hundred percent it was worth it. Even if, if nothing came about it, we're obviously getting tons of content, tons of video. We're gonna be able to use tons For of- For sure. Um, was it worth it? Cause that's the whole thing with this tournament. We don't know. We don't know. What, um, what about the, you, on the e-commerce side, you guys are doing a shirt of the game, which is like shirt of the month, but for each game, how's that going? How does it work? So inspired by our shirt of the month, you know, influencers in the space, uh, we had a community of fans. We had a massive email list. So we figured how do we, you know, do something every round of the tournament, we have the license to print. So we're like, let's do a shirt every round of the tournament and offer a discount. So you can get a shirt from the you know, Big Ten Championship, first round official shirt, Sweet 16, Elite Eight, Final Four, National Championship game champions. It's like eight opportunities and um, it's working really well. So <laughs> I'll just leave it at and that. It's, and it's like what, 20, 30 bucks? Like, so every game they win, it'll just charge them and you ship out that shirt for that game. Yep. Yep. Got it. And That's awesome. It. It's like you don't have to come back into the store to inquire. It's like, all right, it's going to get shipped straight to your house. And, and right. yeah, and we'll reveal the design every round because we're getting the designs approved in real time. So it's yeah. like, they're just with us in our journey. Yeah. You know? Right. But it's also like, these are like once in a lifetime kind of like collector pieces. So that's why people want them so badly. It's like, okay, when's the last time this happened? So yeah. And I think about like the Cubs world series, right? Uh, if you do merch for the Chicago Cubs, listen in because there's all these different series, right? National league central. And then whatever AL and if you could subscribe to each round if your team wins you're probably like double triple quadrupling that opportunity because I probably was only going to buy one Cubs shirt if they won the World Series or one sure. NL championship shirt right so it's just like capitalizing on it and and building a loyalty of, of customers and I think that's how a brand is built that's how Oklahoma does it that's how Rockford Art Deli does it right um, um, they're like proud of us right now, though. They're proud to be in Illini. Like they want to show off that we sure. made it at least this far. So like they're like, give me more. I want more. Like I want to show it off. So the subscription. Yeah. Works for that. There's a uh, there's a big concept of marketing. Like you're the city mayor or town mayor, and just like doing things like hosting events, uh, marathons, like this, right? Just like things that that somebody of authority would do as driving huge awareness and hopefully making it a profitable event too. But I think this totally falls in line, especially as there's no barrier really, even if you're a small shop to just doing something and starting small, like you said, like, I mean, I know you guys do a lot of marathons too, but that or, or, or uh, picnics or any kind of things, cookouts, there's so many different ideas that don't I mean, have my, to be, are you looking for shirts? Yeah, my business partner, Jed, bought a marathon 10 years ago. It was yeah. a race as a business because it was like, if I throw the party, I will print the shirts for it. Right. And I think that's something we used to talk a lot about, Bruce, is like, you have to throw the party 
Yeah, you gotta be the the, the host. You have to. Be um, tougher question. Can you talk about how well the stores are and everything's doing sales wise? It's uh, it will hopefully be fruitful and dig us out of a slower January. That's. I mean, you know, it's interesting that you say that too because this is the alternative of the slow months as well. Like when we think about getting creative for the Jan, Feb, you know, potentially like Christmas to holidays, is that city mayor vibe of okay, what is something different that would be really popular during these times too? Well, I mean, um, yes. What saved us in December? TMM. Shopify. Shopify. Yeah. yeah. What's TMM? Um, total merch management. It's the, our abbreviation for it, but all of our Shopify stores saved us this holiday season. Yeah. Got it. Literally saved us like straight replacement. And I was getting a little nervous about February and March because the numbers just like weren't as like powerful. Like I just didn't see the trajectory. And so I, I saw the dip that we normally have. Like you can see it on your kind of data curve, Bruce. And it was like extended just a little bit. And so I was getting a little bit nervous and Adam, I give a lot of credit to Adam because he's kind of the brain behind making it all work. And it'll be like, he'll have a couple crazy ideas and like, we'll test them. We threw up the store in the middle of one game, sent it out to our entire listserv and said, let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. And it blew up at a night. But we literally, we did a two hour recording of us working and put it in stop motion. And I mean, he went from email campaigns to Klaviyo, to Shopify, to Facebook, to this, to that, to mock-ups, to boom, 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 boom. And he's like, all right, ready to send a prayer? Sent, and then it, it worked. I think the one one shout that I'll give is to John Amato. That might, that oh, might which be- Which we just did, uh, we just did, you guys can listen in to his Facebook ads expertise. Honestly, if there is a video or some sort of marketing after after you tackle email marketing which is lowest hanging fruit this is a great tutorial video but yeah he's been working with you guys right yeah i mean we kind of i just was like john you're really good at this we have a shot he's so good with juke mode um, when it comes to clavio and, and facebook ads and he's just been teaching us and we're just kind of like listening and learning and he basically he has a he has a budget every day with my credit card and so <laughs> He's, but his ROI on Facebook ads has been awesome. Awesome. Um, but he's teaching us like, hey guys, this is the cost per click over here. And this is the ad that we're running here. And this ad's working really well, but let's try this out. And so I have to give him a huge shout because he's just like been super kind and helpful to us. Um, You're going to turn him into an agency now with people reaching out. <laughs> John Amato, John Amato agency. Yeah, it's happening. John Amato's over at Jupe Mode. If you guys haven't chatted with him, he's very open with helping people get the rolling on Facebook ads. Yeah. So anyways, Bruce, unfortunately, you won't be there to see it. Yeah, I see the videos and the photos. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> um, fair enough. We appreciate you. Your team stopped by, though. Oh, and, my gosh. Uh, you brought us Molly's cupcakes. and Yeah, I told Jason yeah. to bring Molly's. Oh. I told him to send me one, too, please. But uh, yeah. I'll have to, when I swing back by, I'll have to get my own. Yeah, so. so sweet. They spent so much time with us, too. We'll, we'll see when this publishes because it's it's going to get a little more intense as the next couple weeks progress. So maybe Yeah, I want to do, we'll, we'll do a part two. This is, I mean, this has just been huge just to share. I think for us as an industry to continue thinking outside the box is crucial as a, you know, anybody could buy a kit, right, and start printing, right? And so, you know, differentiating yourselves from a commodity-based industry, 
Um, also verticalizing into different spaces, whether it's stores, whether it's live printing, whether it's pop-up shops, retail, there's, there's so many different ways to really approach it. And so for you guys to be able to tell that story, we absolutely were going to continue this on part two as go down the March Madness journey. Yeah, I was going to just a quick last thing, and this doesn't have to be snip this if you want to but um it was more of just like you were saying verticalizing and like going out of the box and then I, I think like the next step for us is like how to monetize this type of thing like if someone was to come to us and say here's 20 grand make us a pop-up shop steven what would you do uh i'd ask if i was allowed to retail the shirts and make a hundred <laughs> um no i would do it i would do it it you just have to be careful right we have to be careful because this is a uh, this is this is ours. We're 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 taking it and making it our own. But yeah. for a price, everything's for sale, right? And right. I think that's that's what you know. We we talk about monetizing our services. This is definitely a service we're doing for ourselves. It's kind of like Bruce. You say it's like dog food, right? Like we, we eat what we do or whatever. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> I mean, we're what. We eat up. what we do. Okay. Well, the dog food is, yeah, we use what we make. We okay. use what we make. We eat what we do. <laughs> All right. I mean, I guess you could eat the dog food. <laughs> yeah. we... Uh, we use what we make, right? So, like, we're building this for ourselves, mm-hmm. for our business. And if we can do it for others and we can do it, then absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that's how a lot of people get in the industry. Yeah, as you're right. Right? And so this is going to be, you know, there's nothing to say – you couldn't do this in a school for one week for parents' open house. Right. Right? There's no reason why you couldn't do it, you know? There's so many different use cases. You just wanna make sure your risks are covered. You wanna make sure you have some money down. We are totally gambling in this instance. Yeah. But, you know, we've gotta gotta stay. It's all good. (laughs) So. That's awesome. Yaz and Steve, thanks for joining us and telling the story. We'll we'll jump back into part two in the future to see how everything wrapped up and having to repaint that wall. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you guys on next week's Printables yeah. Pronounces Podcast. Bye.